Today, I'll start off the program here shortly, and I usually give you a, a monologue that lasts anywhere from a minute to two hours, but it has to do with, you know, we as taxpayers, and I'm assuming you're a taxpayer, I mean, everybody pays taxes one way or the other, uh, we seem to always be bombarded by parts of the government that want more money always. It, it would be nice if, if there was a, a year, a budget year came around and, and agencies within the government said, you know, we've had enough money from, you know, what we got last year. Don't We don't need an increase. I, I don't think that's highly likely because being a former government employee, feds, state, county, and city, I worked them all because I couldn't keep a job. But it, it seems to me it it, it it's it would be so great it would be so appreciative appreciated if the government agencies would simply say no we have enough and, and when I talk about agencies within the government I you know I'm, I'm talking federal but I'm also talking state and county I mean w- wouldn't it be nice if uh, if the uh, you know let's see fire and rescue or Public safety said, you know, the money you gave us last year is perfect. Just give us the same amount this year. We can handle it. You know, in, in the federal government, I, I saw things that were so wasteful. And I may have been in the only agency in the government where waste occurred. I, I'll, I'll accept that. But uh, when it came around to budget time, or preparing for the new budget, I think went in in October, well, the months leading up to that, we uh, were told, uh, um, instructed, if you will, to, uh, you know, get rid of things so we can buy new things. Now, when I was with the federal government, it was the new age of computers. That's right. We had all brand new computers, beautiful computers. And, and we were learning how to operate them. I could play solitaire and, and you know, Morjon all those things, but but we were told as it got closer and closer to budget time that we should really be putting in for new computers because they were a year old, and that that if we you know if we didn't need any, then we weren't going to get the same amount of money that we had in the previous years. So I remember watching as government employees were taking computers and placing them in dumpsters. And there must be a big rule in the government that if you have something that uh, is no longer going to be used by the government that you can't really have it. No, you have to put it in the dumpster. So that the next year, when time came around for budget, we need new computers and, you know, we don't have them. We need to replace them because they're already in the dumpster. Well, I, I always thought that was kind of wrong. I guess as a department heads or agency heads, this is the way you, uh, you know, increase your budget, ask for more money. And yet, I can tell you from firsthand, there was nothing wrong with the equipment that was being thrown away. Now, I'm what, I, what I'm getting to, I'm going to get this all the way down to your local level. You may be in Washington County, you may be in Hagerstown or Brunswick, Cleveland. I don't know where you are. If you're listening on WFMD.com, you could be anywhere.
because of a monologue that was going on, talking about the budget time, budget time, budget time, budget time, because the budget time comes up every year, you know, budget time, budget time. And and I and I, I just uh, recanted or just uh, told uh, recall a story when I was with the one form of government where it was so wasteful what they were doing just to uh, increase the budget uh, for the agency the next year. But what I'm noticing is that there are certain state and county agencies. Let's go to the county uh, divisions that seem to need, based upon growth, I guess, uh, more monies each year. And I've always been told, uh, one of them being the Board of Education, the school system needing more money. Because I've heard it every year, every year. We can't attract teachers. They're going elsewhere. We don't have enough money. Well... I, I, I just find that curious because I was doing some checking, which I've always said in my brilliant analysis of these things, is that if you actually look how much money an educator makes after just a few years in Frederick County versus other counties, not the starting salary, one of the highest starting salaries in the state of Maryland is in Baltimore City. I think it starts at like fifty-one, fifty-two thousand. I don't know what it is. But if you look further into this, you'll find out that once you obtain a level in your profession, such as having a master's degree, Baltimore City ranks as almost next to the last. A com, you know, accounting for uh, your master's degree in Baltimore City school system. And you're not rewarded that well. In fact, you go down below almost every county in Maryland. We, as a Frederick County, tend to be near the upper top of the uh, scale. So, although I've been telling you, if you start out in Frederick County, you may start out a few thousand dollars less than somewhere else. But given a few years, you're going to do very, very well compared to other counties in the state of Maryland. But the union or the negotiators never bring that out. Absolutely, they don't. They, they, they say, you know, we just need more money. More, uh, No teachers want to come here. Well, why would you, first of all, how much money would they have to pay you to drive an hour each way to make, you know, a higher salary? What would the number be? For example, I try to explain to people, and I, and I have some uh, young relatives and, and others that uh, come to me for advice for some unknown reason, and they say, well, I, I could make this money starting, you know, over in PG County or, you know, down in Baltimore County. And then I just simply bring in common sense and say, well, well that's fine. But are you going to divide your day then by the extra two hours you're giving that county out of your life? You know, hour each way driving. If everything goes well, how about the cost of, and maintenance of your vehicle? But isn't there? A, have you figured that in? You know, not just gas. I've been told, not being mechanically inclined, that every now and then you have to, uh, you know, fix your automobile or your truck or whatever you're driving because they parts wear out and you need to replace them and fix them and things like that. I don't know that Frederick County 
ever need apologize for the salaries that we offer here. Never. We have people, God bless them real good, who drive from other states to work in Frederick County, Maryland. Let me say it to you slowly. People drive from other states to work in Frederick County, Maryland. Why, why would they come here? I mean, I mean if it's, uh, the salaries are so bad, and well, they figured it out. The cost of living is so high, but the salaries are good, so I'll take the salary and live somewhere else. You know, seems to be worth it to me. Now, when I say people drive from other states, that's not a big deal because we border Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. You know that. So it's not like they're driving from uh, Ohio to work here. No, I didn't mean that. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, I'm not trying to say that. But I'm hoping that when we go into these budget negotiations, which are going to be occurring very soon in Frederick County, Maryland, as well as your other counties, your other towns, just take a few moments to look into all of the parameters that go into what we're, you know, paying, what benefits are garnered here, and you'll be surprised just how good you have it. And that's what I have to say about that. You know, in olden days, I can take you back to the late 1400s, uh, when you worked for a city or a county or a state, you were required to live in that state. No, I never considered it a penalty. I always considered it the right thing to do. Back in the olden days, if I was going to be a policeman in the city of Frederick, I had to live so close to the square corner. Not, you know, like two doors or anything, but within a certain amount of miles. I couldn't move further than five miles away from the square corner or whatever it was. But those days are gone. I know that. And, you know, that was the one time a horse and buggy where you'd have to catch a horse to get to work and things like that. But I don't mean that now. But I thought if you, you don't really have an invested interest or vested interest in the area in which you work. So that if, you know, there's not big opposition to tax increases or anything because it doesn't affect you if you're, you know, not part of the landscape, so to speak. So how do we make things better? Well, first of all, I don't think we as a county or a city or your city do enough to promote just how good life is in those locales. What people across the world would love to see, across the country, even across the state of Maryland, would love to see to be living in your hometown, whether it be Mount Airy or New Windsor, Walkersville, Brunswick. All these areas are great areas in which to raise children, raise a family. They're expensive, but we have pretty good salaries around here. And the salaries continue to get bigger and bigger. But unfortunately, if you're trying to buy in this area, you're going to be handcuffed because of the cost of living in Frederick County. So you can have it both ways or can you? 
what do we do? Do we keep trying to increase salaries so that everyone who works here could live here? Do we do we continue to say, well, we'll pay you well here, but you know, you don't have to live here? It shouldn't be a penalty to have to work in a county, would it? Well, no, I think not. Well, all those things come in consideration because it's budget time. Then we look at cost of living. Well, you know, this is going up, that's going up, interest rates are going up. Frederick County has a surplus of money. Frederick City has a surplus of money. Not money, not all of it that came from the taxpayer. Well, all of it came from the taxpayer. Just some of it came from the federal tax dollars down to the, you know, county tax dollars. I haven't heard the term, you know, we're going to, you know, we're not going to raise taxes. We're going to, we're going to, you know, go with the constant yield so that we don't have to, you know, increase any taxes. Because each year they go up and up and up. Feds today gave us a new rate hike, another half interest. We call it 50 basis points. This just means half interest, half of a percentage. This isn't the first one, though. So if you're out trying to buy a house or finance something, the cost of money has gotten pretty uh, pretty uh, steep. So what do you do? Well, hopefully you don't have to borrow money. Hopefully you don't have to go that route. But then again, what do we do with that extra money? Well, Frank's not here to argue with me. So I give a shout-out to our county lawmakers. That would be the county council. I give a shout-out to our city lawmakers. That would be the board of aldermen. How about doing something for those who survive in your region? How about doing something to help them so that they're not priced out of an area they grew, that they lived, and they wish to remain? If I hear one more person saying, well, we're moving. Oh, you know, you grew up here. Your family grew up here. Your kids grew up here. You went to school. Why, why are you moving? Can't afford it. I think that's the saddest thing that I hear. And they don't have to move very far. So what do we do? Oh, we talk about affordable housing. Well, I, I have a punchline for that because it's sort of like a belly buster itself. 